You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. is a baseball town. Our secretary didn't have anybody on the phone. <laughs> there was nobody on the phone. They were just egging me along. So they bought a little short chubby guy in with the name Peters and put him <laughs> in my place and sent me to double A ball. Two fans, one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon. Fueled by Guardian Games and Athletic Field Design. This is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Without further ado, your host, Ben and Dave. Welcome, everybody, once again to another episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast. As always, I am your host, Ben, and today I'm joined by a guest via the internet, and it's none other than Jeff from Two Strike Noise. He's joining me. He's one of the co-hosts of that great podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead and take a Take a gander over on, uh, I think it's Stitcher, on Podbean, on Google Play, even um, go on iTunes and uh, check him out. So, Jeff, thanks for joining me oh, today. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm glad. I, it's always fun to be on a, a podcast that I listen to all the time anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I remember coming on your podcast a few weeks back and talking some history of baseball from uh, Oregon and the Pacific Northwest, and uh, that's a lot of fun, and I enjoyed yours and Mark's company that day. Well, you, you do still hold the uh, the guest record for the highest total uh, when opening a random old baseball card pack, so you, you are still atop the leaderboard. Well, now that you're talking about that, let's talk about that real quick and kind of explain to, to our listeners what that's all about. Sure. So we've got a segment called Wax Packs Heroes, and it's kind of how we wrap up the show every week. And when it's just Mark and I, we each open a random pack and we, we total up any cards of value. But when we have a guest on, we like to have them, you know, take take ownership of that pack. So when, uh, when you were nice enough to join our show, you came on, I, th- I think you got a good Griffey card. You, we opened up, I, th- I believe it was a, a 92 upper deck pack, I believe. And, uh, it was a really sweet Griffey card. It's one of the best ones we've pulled. And that, that pretty much propelled you to the top of the leaderboard. Yes, where I own the title, <laughs> the belt. And I next time when I see you, I'm going to present that that Griffey card to you as a, as a as a prize. Excellent. I, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, um, the reason why I, for the listeners, anyways, the reason why I invited Jeff to join me today is Jeff lives down in the Bay Area, and it's really important to talk about the Bay area because the Oakland athletics are situated down in the Bay area. And there's been a lot of talk about, especially around two teams, the Oakland athletics and the Tampa Bay Rays, as far as relocating or staying in the current location. And this happens to be one of those teams that Portland is kind of either looking at or, or not looking at. And I think, 
Jeff would have other say as far as <laughs> wanting the ace to remain in Oakland. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. So just a little background on me. I, my wife and I just moved back here to the Bay Area just about a year ago. I'm, I'm originally from the Bay Area, and I have been a lifelong A's fan. Uh, back to, I, I, we actually are dropping an episode this week about Billy Martin. So I, he is the first manager I really remember when he was managing the A's back in the early eighties. I'm a huge Ricky Henderson fan. Um, you know, thanks to the internet, I've got to listen and watch them while I've lived throughout the country. But now we're back here. I'm a season ticket holder. I go to a lot of games and especially now being here in the Bay Area, I'm, I'm a little bit more, even more finely tuned into the, the relocation, uh, talk, you know, obviously the A's are, are definitely included in that. And before we moved here, though, we lived up in Seattle, and I love the Pacific Northwest. I went to school uh, up in Washington State, and I love Portland. I love Oregon as a whole. So I would love to see Oregon, or Portland in particular, get a team. I think it'd be a great location, have some great rivalries, whether it be with the Mariners or the A's or the Giants. Just I, I'm, I'm hoping you get a team. I'm just hoping it's not my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think for various reasons, and I know we've talked about this prior, but I, I really am under the belief that I don't think that Oakland's going to leave, and part of me feels like Oakland's going to do everything that they can to keep the A's just because you got uh, the Raiders leaving to go to L.A. And Las then, Vegas. You mean the... Well, yeah, Las Vegas. Sorry, <laughs> but then you have, but then you mean you got the the Warriors. I mean, they're not moving far, but they're moving back across the bay. Because weren't the war? I think the Warriors were originally in San Francisco at one time, if I'm correct, or San Francisco did have a basketball team at one point. So my very first NBA game, I remember uh, specifically. I was I was young. It was against the Seattle SuperSonics. Uh, it was the Warriors, mm-hmm. but it was still in the arena. This is back in the the late seventies, early eighties. It was in the arena where they play. Well, they have played up until now, which is now Oracle. I'm not sure what it was called back okay. in that day, in those days, but they have played at that arena for a very long time. I'm I'm not sure about an an arena before that though. I think San Francisco did have a team at one time. It could have been in the 50s or 60s, but this isn't about basketball. (laughs) We avoid basketball uh, talk at all costs on our show. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we kind of got a little bit of that because just because they're in the same location. And and that's one of the big things that uh, apparently Oakland, especially the athletics, have been wanting to get away from is, uh, you know, having more than one team in the same location. vicinity anyways and being in the same park as the Raiders has been you know kind of an issue Mm -hmm. now let's talk a little bit about the stadium the current stadium itself I mean there's been a lot of major issues um, and and you do catch these issues on the ESPN once in a while and they're they're talking about how bad it is there Um, you know you being a season ticket holder uh, living in Oakland tell us Tell us just kind of what it what it's like at that stadium. So I've been to, I think my last count, I was at like 22 Major League Baseball stadiums. Uh, I've been I've been to quite a few. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I, I grew up going to games here when we when we lived in the Bay Area when I was growing up, and this used to be a beautiful stadium. Uh, it's always been a multi-purpose stadium, but when the, when the Raiders came back from L.A., they built what is called referred to as Mount Davis, which is in center field. It's this huge cement just block of stands that is basically useless 
during baseball, you know, the baseball configuration. And it makes the stadium cold. Uh, there used to be a beautiful view of the Oakland Hills, the Oakland Zoo. There used to be, you know, some plants and trees out there in center field. It was it was a nice view. It, it, it opened the stadium up. And now it's this enclosed wind tunnel that's all cement. It's it's not great. Um, you know, this will be the last season. I know the A's just wrapped up a homestand and the Raiders are getting ready to play their first game and ruin the field for the rest of the year. So it's something that, you know, will definitely go away next year one way or the other. But, you know, beyond that, there's a lot of news when when the sewage backs up or, you know, just anything happens because it is an old stadium and people like to kind of make it the butt of their jokes. It's It's reported on. Myself, you know, I go there. It, it, this was a nine-game homestand. Um, I was I was on vacation for part of it, but I still made five games. So I love to go there. What one of the great things for me is there's you know the crowds aren't that big, especially during the week. So I can go there. I can I can roll up ten minutes before the game starts, jump on jump off a of Bart, be in the stadium in five minutes, and sit wherever I want. So, you know, it does have some advantages, but it is an old stadium. Uh, they've made a lot of improvements as best they can, having to share it with the football team. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, another thing that you don't think about, uh, you know, the Warriors, as you mentioned, played right next door. And so they would share the parking lot. And so for me, I, I take the train in every day, so it doesn't bother me. But a lot of times if there is in a, a you know, a basketball game or a concert the same night as a baseball game, you end up paying $40 to park there if you're just going to the baseball game. So, you know, a, a dedicated stadium, a dedicated facility is something that this, you know, this team really needs to in order to to be able to survive here. Yeah. And I think, you know, you talk, you bring out some really good points as far as parking and transportation. Now, I, I've seen BART a lot around what is what is what's bart it's an acronym for bay area rapid transit okay and that's like i'm assuming it's buses and stuff Uh, right well yes there are buses but uh, there are trains that go you know above ground and underground one goes under the bay you know uh connecting the two cities uh there's also caltrain uh, which is an uh, I believe it's all above ground. It's more like Amtrak, but it does almost mm-hmm. a whole circle around the bay. Um, and that, you know, as we talk about the Howard Terminal location, that will come more into play um, than BART will. Right now, though, BART has a Coliseum stop. So I can get on a yeah. train, and within half an hour, I am getting off the train, and I'm staring right at the Coliseum. I walk across a raised uh, walkway, and I am at the gate. Yeah, when I was looking at and doing some of the research for this particular episode, you know, you you hit on that perfectly because some of the, you know, the this people of wanting to to keep remain in the same particular area, and in the push to build a new stadium in the same area, talk about that and how Bart's like right there, and how the two there's highways on either side, so that you know that's some pros of of staying there. What are, what are some other pros that, that you would say is worth keeping the stadium in the, the same location or in the same general vicinity? Well, for me, it's definitely what you just hit on. I love the accessibility. Uh, it's easy to get there via freeway. Uh, it's easy to get there via either BART or Caltrain also has a stop right there. 
Uh, and, and BART only goes so far south, so it doesn't go all the way into San Jose at, at, at the very south of the bay. But you can jump on Caltrain there and, and get off right at the stadium. Um, you know, the other the other pros, um, the, the, the site that they're looking at right now that they've put all this money into, there is no BART stop there. The nearest BART stop is about a mile away. There's actually three mm-hmm. of them yeah. that are all just about three miles away. And BART has already said that they will not create a new, you know, a new line, a new, a new track to go out to this new location. So th- has there been any, has there been any, like uh, any people coming out saying, well, why not? Why, why aren't you willing to build a new, um, build a new stop at the location well uh people have asked i mean bard has pretty much already said it's just not cost effective i mean it's it's really going out to nowhere i mean it's (laughs) there's nowhere really to go from there Uh, the current line already stretches all the way down the bay but so why would they want to put another line that's just like a half a mile or a mile closer to the water and run parallel now, Caltrain, however, does have a track and a stop near there, which would make it only about a 10-minute walk to the proposed stadium. So for me, looking at this, I am going to guess that I would no longer be taking BART. I would be then taking Caltrain, which is a little bit more expensive, but I wouldn't have to worry about that you know, half-hour walk, or we can get into another proposal of a gondola that they want to put up from one of the BART stations that would shuttle people back and forth from there to the stadium. <laughs> that's kind of funny because that's uh, that's what I was going to talk about next is that gondola because, I mean, there the, there is the talk about having the gondola and to ferry customers from the station to the park, but there was talk to saying, well, the gondola is only going to hold as many as 20 people, so how many... How many gondol? How many you know little? What do you, I don't know what you call them, cars. but how many uh, <laughs> cars would be on the gondola, and would this be like a, a faster one than you know, like one of those high speed ones you see at like a, a ski resort or something? Yeah. So this gondola is actually being proposed as a tourist attraction as well. So the magic number that the the team has floated out, and and all of these numbers that I'm going to give you, this all comes from the team. Uh, you know, they're paying for the studies. They're paying for the reports. Uh, they're doing a great job of getting their, I don't want to call it propaganda, but definitely their viewpoint out about a lot of these things. Uh, they have put the number out there of 6,000 people an hour this thing can shuttle. Now, really? yeah, so for right now, that would be fine. You know, during a week a weeknight game, uh, you know, there might be twelve to 15,000 people there. But if you've got a new stadium, you know, the team is contending right now. Um, in 2023, when the stadium is proposed to be open, I don't know what this team is going to look like, but it'll be a new stadium. So you'll have at least a year of, of really good crowds. I don't see that being nearly enough. I really don't. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, a gondola and how far, I mean, how far away are they looking to like ship people from the stadium to where the gondola station? Would it's be? about so, a mile, um, and and the okay. mile that's a long way. Yeah, it is, and you know this is on the the shorefront, you know, at a port in Oakland. Now I, I live mm-hmm. here, but you know, Oakland is Oakland. It is it's it's not Portland. Let me say that you know, Portland yeah. is is a is a lot friendlier, a lot more gentrified. It's a lot. You know, it's a it's a little different than than Oakland, a lot different. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, let's. I mean, 
when you're talking now that you're, I mean, you're you're talking about like the, this transportation issue, and and I know that like, you know, the this this gondola, but you know, Portland kind of had would have some similar issues with the current location as is, which is proposed of like Terminal Two. I mean, there is no bus stop that's in that location. There is no we call it the Max Line, which is more of like a it's not necessarily a high speed rail, but it's a it's it's a train, and then you got this other little trolley train that runs around the city. But then that would have to be extended to there. So I mean, we we face similar issues as far as you know transportate public transportation that is to and from the stadium. So I know that as far as stadium locations go, I think that. Howard Terminal and Terminal 2 here in Portland are very similar in nature as far as having transportation issues at this point. I mean, they've talked about using uh, water taxis to get to and from the game, which would be kind of cool because you, you could go from miles down the, you know, down the Willamette River and then come back up and you know maybe have a cocktail or two on the way. Yeah, and you know, plenty of teams do that already. The Giants do that over at Oracle Park. The Reds do it at Riverfront or Riverfront. <laughs> That's <laughs> shows where my mind is. Uh, Great American Ballpark, uh, PNC Park in Pittsburgh. All of these parks are right on on active waterways, and they do that now. That's one thing that that could not happen at the Howard Terminal site in Oakland because it is in the middle of a working port which is part of you know the part of the the pushback that this location is getting from a lot of the unions that work in that port um, is, is that there's not going to be water taxis coming up and down because there are going to be cargo ships coming up and down you know offloading and and doing what happens in a in an active port so that is but how how act i mean looking at the picture cuz i'm just looking online right now and of course, it doesn't really do service to like how busy the port would be. But I, I gotta imagine, is it is it that busy? Like for like a night game, for example. So say we have like a seven o'clock game, and then the game ends at what probably like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. It, would it still be that busy at night? So Oakland is the third largest port on the West Coast. Okay, and it is a good. There's a, a good deal of the uh, of the uh, commerce that comes in and out of the city comes through that port. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a couple of factors here. Um, one, the union is complaining that hey, this is a a this is really going to you know affect how much we can bring in and out of this port. Uh, the thing there, though, that they don't tell you is that the location where this stadium is being proposed is so shallow at that part of Mm -hmm. the port that only the oldest ships can come in there and actually do anything so there's not a lot of ships coming right where they are Um, it's also you know they're like well all of the you know the newer ships that are going to be even bigger are never going to be able to make it anywhere near where this stadium is going to be located so okay so we're talking we're talking further up uh upstream from where the you know from where the mouth is of the entrance to the port as opposed to being like right at the mouth you know within yeah. the mouth of the port where it, it's probably the busiest so that so that's good to know cuz i i didn't know that you know this was in a a more sh- a much shallower location because you, you know you think about that you know 
well, if you if you're going to bring those bigger ships in, well, then that's dredging and everything, and that's a lot more money. So yeah, so the port authority, <laughs> I mean, the the reason that the port is willing to sell this location off to the A's is because they did a study and they cannot affordably upgrade that part of the port to meet the you know the needs of the future of these bigger ships that need deeper waters to to get in and to turn around in. Yeah. And I know with with Portland, and let's flip back to the thing because the the port, the port of Portland, it, it, at Terminal Two has said, well, we really don't need this particular location any longer. So we got you know you got Oakland, the port of Oakland, and then we got the port of Portland, both saying that they no longer need these locations. And so you know, not to get on a tangent, but one of the things that you're seeing is a lot of like municipalities and and places like these ports that are looking at their footprint and how they can shrink their footprint and what is what used to be required to fulfill a need is maybe not so necessary nowadays and and I think that has a lot to do with um, the availability of of things and and, and where they're being made I, I don't know I'm I'm just you know, guessing out, you know, here, but, you know, I just feel like there's a lot of things and that are, are different now as opposed to where they were at even 20 years ago. Sure. And, 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 you know, a lot of whenever we're talking about a new stadium, especially in a, in a place like Oakland or Portland or anywhere where there's water, that's very, you know, enticing. And, and it's something that, uh, you know, cities are going to want because those become, you know, jewels of, of your city. You, 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 when you look at the, at Oracle Park in San Francisco or PNC, which is by far my favorite new construction park in all of baseball, they're just, they're awesome to be right there on the water, you know, to show those people out there in the boats, to have, uh, you know, those views of the city over the water. Um, and, and as you said, when, when these things are no longer profitable or no longer, you know, able to meet the, you know, what they were built for, they, they seem like they're, they're very good locations. And it just, it boggles my mind how parallel both, uh, the, 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 the struggle for a new stadium here is, as, as it is in Portland. I mean, you and I have talked through Twitter and, and, and when you were on our show and it's, it's really weird how similar the situations are in these two cities. Yeah, exactly. Well, with that said, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get in a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Sick of overpriced apparel and equipment? Looking for a company who prides themselves in quality products and services? Look no further than our friends at Hit Factory Athletics. Created by a pro ball player, born purely from the love of the game, they exist to serve players and fans of the game. Take it from me, Ben. Hit Factory Athletics prides itself in quality and service. Head on over and check them out at www.hitfactoryathletics.com. That's www.hitfactoryathletics.com. At checkout, enter promo code DRPODCAST. That is D-R-P-O-D-C-A-S-T and receive a 10% discount upon checkout. Join the legends with Hit Factory Athletics. All right, we're back. Here I'm talking with Jeff Two Strike of Two Strike Noise podcast. If you haven't done so yet, go ahead check him out on every single pl- podcast platform that's available out there. You're going to hear the history of baseball by Jeff and Mark under Two Strike Noise. 
So Jeff and I are talking about in this episode, we're talking about uh, Oakland's Howard Howard Terminal Two, and we're kind of doing a little compare contrast between what Oakland and where they are at with their stadium efforts and where Portland, Oregon is at in their push to bring Major League Baseball to the another Major League Baseball team to the Pacific Northwest. Um, so, Jeff, we, we talked a lot about about the port so far. Let, let's talk a little bit more about the stadium itself. And as I was, you know, looking at, at these you know, a lot of it's it really looks like a lot of these stadiums. I mean, and I know here in Portland, like are being wanting to be placed on the water. If if you can put it near a water location, it, it really seems ideal. What what's your take on that? And, and and does it does it mean anything to you to have it near the water? So for me, <laughs> purely, uh, purely personal and uh, kind of selfish. So I, you know, as I've said, I'm a season ticket holder to the A's. I go to a lot of games, especially night games during the week. And uh, I will leave my house where I've been wearing shorts and a t-shirt all day. And I know before I leave the house, I have got to put on some long pants, put on some socks, and take uh, at least two or three layers and possibly a jacket. If my wife is coming with me, a blanket, because it's going to be freezing at about eight o'clock at night. So at about the third inning, it's going to get real cold. Now, my concern is what happens if, you know, the Howard Terminal uh, location comes to fruition and it's we're right on the water. Um, I already know it is windy there. Uh, it is windy down there by the port, and I can't imagine it's going to be any warmer. So, um, you know, sure, it'll look nice. It'll look pretty, but I, I'm a little bit concerned about, you know, having to wear a scarf and uh, look like I'm, you know, Nanook of the North when I'm going to a night game in July. <laughs> but that's, that is purely me being selfish. That that's, that's hilarious. Um, you know, there somebody in, a, in an article that I read, somebody had talked about how it reminded them of old candlestick park and how windy it is there. Um, and I got to say, in the summertime, I don't think, I mean, it cools down here in, in Portland, but I don't think it cools down nearly as much as it would in like an Oakland or San Francisco per se. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I can, having been in Portland in the summer and, you know, having lived in Seattle for, for almost 10 years, nowhere close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, with me, I mean, we were talking about locations near the water and, and I, I kind of got to be a little bit selfish on this because... I like the idea of having a stadium near the water. And the reason why I like the idea of having the stadium near the water has a lot to do with Barry Bonds and Barry Bonds knocking balls out of AT&T Park into the Bay Area and watching kayakers scramble to get the ball yep. that's floating in the water. I mean, can, I, yeah, I don't own a kayak, but I might have to get one if they put it near a stadium and the, you, you can see a home run possibly being hit in the water but wouldn't that be cool just to be like out on the kayak or out on a boat and watching like a big screen if they were to have like a big screen like outside to like watch the game yeah or Derek Dietrich earlier this year uh what in Pittsburgh off of Chris Archer it started the whole bad blood when he hit that one out of the park into the Allegheny and he just kind of watched it. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I've been to plenty of games uh, over, I, I, 
I still kind of I still call it AT and T. Uh, I was there when it was Pac Bell when it opened mm-hmm. uh, because of work. And yeah, it's great to see. You know, it, it's fun to watch those splashdowns. It's fun to see the party boats out there. Uh, I think it was last year, or maybe it was the year before. The the president of the A's, Dave Cavell, uh, actually took a party boat over there during a nationally televised Giants game and was flying the Oakland flag and had a bunch of A's fans out there taunting the Giants. Um, <laughs> you know kind of the a good-natured rivalry but yeah like i said it's it's it, it really adds to you know it's it's a great backdrop mm-hmm. um you know again for oakland it's a little bit different being in a you know in a port where there are truck or, you know there are trucks coming in and out there are you know big ships um one of the concerns that the longshore men union have raised are the lights that will be you know on the stadium uh, they're worried about them distracting or, or you know, blinding people that are driving these big ships and trying to turn them around and navigate the port. Uh, the A's have already made account, you know, they've already accounted for all of this mm-hmm. uh, to make sure, you know, they'd be using LED lights. They would not be, uh, because of major league rules, the stadium could not be uh, configured in any way where there would be lights shining out in the water. Yeah. And these are all things that you, you know, I'm sure since you've been doing the research and since I have been as well, you never think of these things. Mm-hmm. But there's so many things when you've got to build a stadium. Uh, you know, can I have lights on and shining here? Are they going to disrupt, disrupt somebody? Yeah. And the big other, the other thing too, just like Portland, is the rezoning of the area from in, from the industrial to what it needs to be for uh, building a new stadium. I mean, they want to put... I mean, the idea is to put uh, have a waterfront district with mixed housing, affordable housing, offices, restaurants, retail, small business space, parks, and public gathering spots. I mean, you know, that's that's the typical Are you reading area. that about Oakland or yeah. Portland? Because it's the same. It's the same. I mean, really. I mean, obviously, yeah, clearly it's the same. I mean, there's there, it's so interesting how nowadays whenever a, a – a baseball stadium or any stadium is built. Housing is a big deal. Like you did not hear about that like years, years and years ago. I mean, you didn't hear about it when, you know, Tampa Bay was built their stadium when they first start was the Rays. You didn't hear about that when the Marlins first built their stadium or uh, when, you know they built the uh, the stadium for the Atlanta Olympics, and then they reconfigured it to, to Turner Field. I mean, you didn't hear about that stuff. At least it wasn't as prevalent as it is now today, where it's talks about housing, and and maybe it's just because so many people are moving into the city, and that the cities are really jam packed as it is. So you got to do something. Yeah. So my work, I, I don't. I, I've mentioned on our show, both Mark and I have worked in, in baseball and in sports I've 20 years in at this point. So I actually know quite a bit about this. And I, I lived in Atlanta for 10 years. Um, I, I know that that, you know, what was Turner Field, which is, I don't know if they've torn it down yet. That was in a, was in a, not a great neighborhood. Um, it was, they call it the SWAT, Southwest Atlanta. Uh, but also cause there's a lot of SWAT teams, uh, out there doing business. Um, and <laughs> there was concern about where are the people going to go that are being displaced because of that. 
Um, I've been to the Marlins new stadium in Miami and it, one of the reasons why they don't draw beyond just not being good is it is a rough neighborhood and there is no parking, which is another problem with this proposed A's site. And you, you, you know, people don't want to drive and leave their cars there. There's no public transportation to get there. And we're certainly hearing about here in, in Oakland with the Howard terminal, uh, where there's already parking problems, uh, all around the port where there are poorer neighborhoods and lower rent, uh, facilities that people are living in and they can't find a parking spot already. And then, you know, if you're going to have 20 to 30,000 people there every night, that's going to take up more parking spaces and probably push a lot of these people out as that area, you know, will more than likely be gentrified. So you're right. It is an absolute problem. That is something that a lot of people are, are, are starting to think of, um, you know, as we start to build these new stadiums. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the, let's jump to, let's jump to the Portland, you know, side of things. Cause you know, I brought that up as far as, okay, well, we're, you know, we're at terminal two here. We don't have public transportation. I mean, we're running in to a spot where they just, the, the Portland diamond project just extended, um, for another six months, their ability to kind of continue looking at this particular location. There, I mean, there's going to come a time soon when the port's going to be like, hey, we need you to make a decision as to whether or not you're going to use this site. Otherwise, you need to you know, go to a different location. Now, I don't know if you've heard it, but as a recent, there's been some reports of an alternate location popping up. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to the Lloyd Center area where when you were in Portland, but right now they're talking about having um, having the stadium as a like a fallback over at the the Lloyd Center. I don't know if you've been there at all. I, I don't know where the Lloyd Center. So is, do no. you know? So for those of you who don't know, there's the Moda Center, which is uh, where the yes, Portland Trailblazers play. So if you go east, just east of there, there's like right across the streets, the, the convention center. And then if you go down just a little bit from the convention center, as you're going East, there's the, uh, the Lloyd center mall that's down there. And it's kind of like a, you know, the mall, I mean, people, the, you know, places are leaving the mall there. The businesses are not there. It's kind of just in a place kind of running down because, you know, you got companies like Amazon and others where you can order online. So people aren't having a need to go to the mall like they used to be back in the 90s and, and before that. So there's talk about now this new location popping up. And one of the, the the benefits of that particular location there would be that, hey, we have the Max line that runs there. So you have uh, different colored trains because there's the green train, there's the blue train, there's the uh, red train that runs through there. And I believe the yellow so you have four different lines that are constantly like going in and out of there. So that would be that would be beneficial. And you also have the bus routes that go over there with TriMet. So there is there is transportation. One of the big issues though would be with transportation in that particular location that I can see is for motor vehicles because there's not really a great exit to get on and off the highway or entrance to get on the highway there as far as an exit also, um, at that location. So that would be, that would be one of the, the major issues, but I could see it as being a really good location, um, potential 
anyways, because then, I mean, it's just a hop skip to the convention center and, and the motor motor center where you could probably utilize some of the parking. Um, cause I mean, they do definitely have a bunch over there. So I got to say, there's a lot of similarities between what Oakland is facing and what Portland is facing right now. Yeah. You, you, you never knew city planners were paid, uh, paid every you know penny they're worth until you start thinking about this stuff mm-hmm. do you <laughs> yeah no exactly now did you hear just recently that the uh the diamond project signed an agreement with the labor unions here locally to make make it so that way once the park is open that they can you the, the workers there can unionize and it would be the i think in this particular area it would be the only um, stadium where workers could un- unionize and be everybody could unionize, hmm. and I think that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, no, I have not heard that. And and somebody like myself that works at stadiums uh, all the time, I have yeah, I don't I don't know of any stadium that has any union, you know, unions present within them. So that would be that would be interesting. Hmm. So. This is the time of the episode where we begin to narrow our our discussion, and I know we've talked about this on your podcast, but let's let's narrow down this discussion and give me a few reasons why you think Oakland will stay, or and a few reasons why Oakland might leave and go somewhere else. Uh, the, the reasons why they would stay is I you know I know that this city is desperate to keep them because they have lost, as you said, the Warriors moved across the bay. The Raiders are going to be in Las Vegas after this season. Um, you know, the, the sharks are, are all the way down in San Jose. The 49ers are down in Santa Clara. Uh, the soccer team is down in San Jose. The, the only game in town is, is the giants. And I won't even get into the, the, the giants and my feelings and how the A's helped them stay and how they're not reciprocating. Um, I, I think I think the A's best shot, if if I'm being honest, is in the same location. And I'm not entirely sure that that is not the A's final plan. Um, you know, they're spending a lot of money on this Howard Terminal uh, thing, but that might just be, you know, the cost of doing business. Uh, the reasons that they might leave, and, and I have heard, you know, John Fisher is the owner of the A's. Uh, his parents actually are the founders of The Gap. So I, I looked up just uh, getting ready for this. I looked up John Fisher's total worth. He's worth two point two billion dollars, um, which you know you would think he could spend a little bit more on this baseball team of his, but um, you know he's he's a savvy businessman. So you know there are people that are that are saying you know a lot of this is just a dog and pony show. Uh, Howard Terminal, you know, if it gets shot down, they don't want to build where the Coliseum is, you know, currently that then they can throw their hands up and say, you know, this is unworkable. We're going to have to move. Um, I have, you know, being a being kind of a uh, being a long time A's fan until I see shovels in the ground somewhere in the Bay Area here. I am not going to believe they're going to get a stadium done. I really hope they do. 
Um, not that I want to take, you know, baseball away from Portland. Uh, I would just rather you get an expansion team uh, because it, I've, I've already lost one of my teams. Uh, I used to work for the Atlanta Thrashers when I was lived in Atlanta and I loved them. They were my favorite hockey team. And then they moved to Winnipeg and it was, it was really hard. I, I do not root for them anymore. Um, so it, it's tough to lose a team and to lose three professional teams. I think that would be really hard on this city. Um, but you know, you guys have such uh, a great base going there to get, you know, a professional baseball team there. And like I said, I think it's a perfect location. I see that your, your weather study says that you would have during the summer, I think it might even be the lowest amount of precipitation of any location currently in major league baseball. Uh, it's a beautiful city. And I think, you know, it's, it's, not having a, a real sport besides the uh, the timbers that play during the during the summer, I think it would be a great addition to your city. Yeah, I think Oakland would be the Athletics would be a great addition to the city. I mean, they got a great young team. Uh, they're always com- I mean, they're always always competitive in, in my eyes. Um, but I, gosh, really, I, I I I really don't see them in ways moving out of Oakland. Like you said, I mean, they would be the third team to leave Oakland and I don't think Oakland wants to do that I just don't think Oakland wants to be left at the altar having lost three teams so like they said the old three strikes are out kind of analogy but they don't want it um and is Howard Terminal the final location it's kind of like Terminal 2 right now I mean is that is that the ideal location I mean they're they're looking at and they're heavily looking at that but you know for sure and there's leaks that come out once in a while that there are alternate locations that are being looked at and i mean granted the the portland diamond project the the personnel there will tell you that they are trying to keep all of their options open and but they are you know they are focused in on terminal two but should things change, you know, they got to have a backup. So it'll be really interesting to see where the dominoes fall when this all is said and done. And again, I, I just think that Oakland stays in Oakland. And I think that Portland gets an expansion team. And I think this has got to happen sooner, uh, sooner rather than later as far as a decision. Uh, just because I think that Major League Baseball needs to move on. And I think, it, again, like you said at the, the top of the podcast, that it would be great to get a team in Portland and to be able to play Oakland or be able to play San Francisco and to be able to play Seattle and some of those other teams up and down the West Coast because I know we talked about it on your podcast of having the old PCL. So that would be very interesting and it would be amazing at the same time to be able to have something similar yeah. in nature gives me an excuse to come up to portland during the summer too i'm i'm all for it just not my not my a's <laughs> <laughs> well jeff thank you so much for joining uh joining me and taking some time out of your schedule and uh helping me out on this episode and talking a little bit of uh stadiums here in uh, oakland and in portland you're very welcome it was a lot of fun uh i, I love to talk uh, talk about baseball anything all right well I'm going to give you a couple seconds here to talk a little bit about your podcast, about what you guys do, and to let our listeners know where they can go and find you. 
Sure. So uh, our podcast is called Two Strike Noise. We are on both Twitter and uh, Instagram at TWO Strike Noise. Uh, we post a lot of stuff there. We like to kind of look at the irrelevant, not ill, ill, ill <laughs> I can't speak. Whenever I'm on a podcast, I can't speak, but irreverent kind of history of baseball. Uh, We've done, uh, we did Bob Euchre, the history of Bob Euchre a couple weeks ago. Uh, I just did Billy Martin uh, this last show. Uh, We like to kind of look at the funny things that's gone on in the past 150 plus years of of baseball, which, uh, you know, is the sport that both uh, my co-host Mark and I both love. So uh, we'd sure appreciate it if you come check us out. We've got uh, great guests like Ben come on and we talk about uh, history of uh, baseball in different places as well as just people's personal history and uh, try to have a good time doing it. Excellent. Well, thanks once again, Jeff, for joining me and co-hosting this episode. That'll do it as always. Um, And this is Ben signing off for this episode. I hope you have a great day wherever you at. And peace out.